money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Texas Rias. I'm Shanoa Grove, the founder and president of Texas Rias. A big hello to all of you guys who are here in person with us, as well as all of you folks that are online with us. Excited to be here with you tonight, talking about real estate as we do every single Tuesday as part of uh, Texas Rias. So we meet in Austin, Houston, Dallas, as well as in San Antonio. We talk about what's going on in the market. We share a market update and we talk about all the different things that we're seeing in the real estate market ourselves. So excited to be with you here uh, today as we are getting started, excited to share some uh, vast knowledge with you guys as we're uh, getting no- getting going. So uh, Texas Rias and Real Estate Investor Association in general is your source for uh, local knowledge, local deals, local funding, local advice, local partnering, local coaching. Uh, real estate, you know, when they say uh, uh, location, 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 it is really about also having a power team that is close to your location. So excited to be here with you guys tonight. I will tell you, as I got started in real estate investing, I did exactly what you guys are doing now, which is I went to my local real estate investor association. I am embarrassed to say that when I got started in real estate, and some of you guys, I've probably been doing real estate maybe for more years than you've been like uh, on this earth. Uh, But when I got started, we didn't have the YouTube, we didn't have the podcast, we didn't have all the cool things that you guys have today. So what we did have is uh, our Real Estate Investor Association. So that's the first thing that I did. I joined my local Real Estate Investor Association. It was there 20 years ago that I got my first investor deal. Uh, It was uh, as part of the Real Estate Investor Association that I got my last deal. Uh, So that's one of the reasons why even 20 years uh, later, I'm still still part of the Real Estate Investor Association, still leading it and um, still joining you guys at meetings and helping many of you guys get started or for those of you guys who are already starting, I already started help you kind of just tweak the dial. So if you are not where you want to be as a real estate investor, uh, we can certainly probably talk to you about some of those reasons why not and how to be able to tweak the dial to be able to get more out of your investing. than maybe what you're getting today. So I'm curious, how many of you guys are just brand new, super getting started, have no idea what you're doing? Okay, okay, a couple of you guys. And I'm super curious, how old are you, how old are you two? 23. 23 and 21, okay. Okay, so I have been doing this, uh, I have not been doing this longer than you have been born, okay. So I'm so, so I, well, we're still okay there. Um, so I will tell you, uh, what are some of your goals in real estate investing? I'm super curious. And, and actually, um, uh, Dan and Samantha, am I reading that right? Are you? G- it's Don. Don, I'm sorry. I, so 50-year-old eyes, you know. <laughs> so we, uh, are, are you guys here together? No, okay, totally separate. Um, then uh, Don and Samantha, will you guys uh, give them a round of applause for uh, being here tonight at 21 and 23 years old? So um, yeah, you, you're, you guys are part of the show. This is natural to you. I'm gonna put you on, I'm gonna put you on, um, on the spot a little bit. Uh, there's a microphone right behind you. Would you guys walk over to it? Yes, give them a round of applause to get them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then, uh, so uh, keep, yeah, right there. And yeah, don't move the microphone because it's actually set up perfect to, so I can actually put you on the screen here just like that. Will you tap the microphone just to make sure it's on? And then will you turn the microphone on the, uh, on the, just on the other side, there's an on, thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you joining in to help. So uh, Don and Samantha, tell me, I'm super curious, what brought you guys here? And get close to the microphone when you talk, please. Who brought um, who here? Okay, so she um, mentioned this event and I was interested to learn, and we both were. My parents dabble a little bit in real estate, okay. Airbnb. Um, so I, yeah, that's pretty much it. We just wanted to learn more. And, and then Samantha, you said you brought Dawn here. Yeah, I did. Okay, so, uh, well, what brought you here? So you, you speak in the mic a little bit. So I, I, when I read up on it, I saw that it was about how to take the bank out of how to, how to How to get deals without using the bank, yes. Yeah, and I have a family, we have a family friend who does that, but I've never understood exactly how he does it okay okay so okay okay a better understanding on it. okay so i will tell you the first real estate that deal that i did um and some of you guys said that you have family who do it as well uh first real estate deal that i did i was probably 21 and i did that deal with my mom uh and it is a property that we still own today so it was a property that we bought for $105,000 when I was in college. And uh, today the property value is like 1.6 million. So um, the, uh, hear me now, believe me later, the, the probably biggest piece of advice that I have for you guys is take the leap, buy anything. Uh, you just have to hold it long enough to wait for that appreciation to happen, right? It's not going to happen overnight. Uh, if uh, you need something that happens overnight, then you can't buy anything, you have to buy very specifically using our real estate investor, what we call our maximum allowable offer formula, which we'll talk about tonight. Uh, but if you are willing to hold it, if you are willing to wait, then it can, and, and you can uh, get it financed, right? So I would just, just, you know, every single person in this room who's probably older than you guys are probably, what, what are you guys all thinking about uh, Samantha and Don? They're 21 and 23, is that right? Yeah. 21 and 23. What are you guys thinking? I wish I would have gotten started. How did I know to ask this question? Because I knew what the answer was going to be. Every single one person in here is thinking, I wish I would have gotten started when I was their age. Because if that were the case, then I would be D-O-N-E done. Uh, not D-O-N Don. So, <laughs> so, so I am super stoked that you guys are here um, and I'm super stoked that you already have some family members that are already doing this. And um, I would say lean on some of their advice and some of their guidance, but if they're not pushing you out of the nest as quickly as possible to be able to buy the, the, a property, um, uh, then, then something's gone terribly wrong. So, and, and I mean, the truth is, um, you know, real estate investing and buying and holding for the long term is really where you can make an incredible amount of wealth. So many of the properties uh, that even that, including that first property that I got, you know, gosh, uh, in 1994 gosh oh my gosh that's a really long time ago now <laughs> but uh, even that first property it's just we just the the magic was just in the holding it long enough the magic was just in the holding it long enough and you also uh, Samantha talking talked said like I'm curious about how to do this without a bank so I will tell you that when we bought that property we bought it 
sort of with and sort of without a bank. So at that time, there was something called a non-qualifying assum assumable loan. So if you're wondering how, and this is for you guys who are kind of young, young kids. So, so for me, I was a college kid. I was making $5.75 an hour. That's funny. <laughs> One guy got it, thank you. <laughs> I was making $5.75 an hour. I really had no you know, money to put down. I really didn't have credit yet because I was just getting started. I was still in college. And the way that I got it was by taking over someone else's mortgage. So I didn't even have to qualify for the loan. So you said one of the reasons why you're here is because, hey, I want to figure out how to do this without a bank. They don't make that non-qualifying assumable mortgage anymore. They stopped originating those in probably the mid, late, or mid 90s. Uh, but you can effectively do the same thing by buying subject to the existing mortgage, which is the way that I started buying 20 years ago. So a lot of the rental properties that I hold, I just uh, found a sell who was in a little bit of a difficult situation. I came in, I reinstated their loan. So I didn't get a new loan. I reinstated their loan and I make the payments on time each and every month. And the property has been deeded to me. It was deeded to me at the time of closing. And that is a beautiful way to, um, you know, the way that I describe it is to make a dollar holler. And I'm sure all of you guys in here can relate to that phrase. And especially when it comes to real estate investing, because real estate investing is one of the most capital um, intensive businesses that there is out there. So if you do not yet have the capital, then you need to figure out how to make your dollar holler. The best way for a real estate investor, whether they're experienced or whether they are brand new to make a dollar holler is to be able to buy without having a new bank loan be being put in place, buying subject to the existing financing. The way that that works is you sign a traditional TREC contract, which is the contract I want all of you guys to be using. It's available online. So just Google TREC, T-R-E-C. You'll be able to find it uh, by doing that. And then um, you could write, uh, there's, I've got some extra special paperwork that I put together for me personally, but in the special provisions, you can just write that the buyer is going to be taking over the seller's loan and the deed's going to transfer to you at the time of closing, right? So the deed, the property is in your name. The loan is still in their name. If you are paying it on time each and every month, then there's no opportunity for anybody to foreclose on you. Uh, but that's probably one of the best ways to do it, especially if you're just getting started, which is exactly what I did, kind of a little bit of a variation of that because of the loan products that were available uh, way back going in the time machine to 1994, which was definitely before you guys <laughs> were born. But um, I'm curious, what questions you guys, I've, I've done all the talking, but I'm curious, like what questions you guys have about investing or what are you most interested in? I have a question on where, I know you mentioned you're able to find someone um, in a situation like that. Is there a specific place that you went to find that? Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna see if I can, um, I, I have a slide and I'll show it uh, when you guys, actually, um, will you guys give them a round of applause and I'll put this slide up if you guys wanna come and sit here. And then um, what I'll suggest guys is that you take a picture of this slide that I am about to put up on the screen, um, just so you know exactly, so I think that's a great question. Hey, where do I find these people that 
are in need of maybe some of my assistance. So I've listed uh, several different places here. Uh, some of these are, are some old school things like newspaper ads, but um, what you'll find in here is wholesalers. Uh, I will say be careful of wholesalers. Uh, the reason why I want you guys to be careful of wholesalers because there's two rules of thumb when it comes to wholesalers, two rules of thumb. Uh, number one, they always overestimate the ARV, the after repair value. Number two, they always underestimate the repairs, the amount of repairs to be able to get that after repair value. Uh, Pre-foreclosure list, this is probably one of my favorite lists to use. Newspapers, does anybody in here get the newspaper delivered? Just, okay, one, one person. I do too, I read the Wall Street Journal every day. Um, you get the Sunday paper delivered, okay, yeah. So I read the Wall Street Journal every day. I'm probably a little addicted to it. Um, my uh, um, uh, in-laws got us a subscription for it. But what, it, what, do you, what do you know about the people who still get newspapers? What can you almost guarantee to be known about those people? They have a few, what kind of hairs do they have? You don't have any, sir. <laughs> you have a couple, you said? Yeah, they're hiding, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I hide mine too, okay. Yeah, I hide mine too, I hide mine too, but they have gray hairs. And sometimes the people with gray hairs also have what? Houses with what, what, what kind of equity? Usually a lot right? Usually a lot. Uh, so even though it's a little bit of an old school uh, one there, they usually have a lot of equity. So that's another great reason to be able to use that. And I want to go uh, back just because it skipped forward a little bit uh, faster than I uh, wanted it to. Uh, expired uh, listings. Listings where, and you can have your realtor do a search for motivated or uh, owner finance in the seller uh, in the agent remarks. And what are you gonna get a list from? You're gonna get a list of all of the people who are on the MLS that say, yes, I'm motivated. Uh, magnetic signs on your cars, uh, doing um, uh, different stuff on the internet uh, for advertising, uh, advertising to non-owner occupants, going to estate sales, people that are going into bankruptcy, probably one of the number one reasons why people go into bankruptcy is to save their house from going to foreclosure. Divorce, which uh, splits the income in a household and makes it some in some cases where someone can't afford it anymore. Probate, where someone has passed away. Uh, so there's an inheritance situation. So some of those are, are some of my favorites. Um, REOs, uh, realtors and brokers, so you want to tell your realtor to bring you something that's off market, maybe something that they don't want to put their name on to list because it needs a lot of repairs, something where there's uh, motivation uh, in the situation. Door knocking, so this is if you are getting brave and door, door knocking on a property that you are driving for dollars on. Um, uh, which can be a, a great way to be able to create your own list. Driving for dollars in general, so this is just driving through other neighborhoods, typically older neighborhoods. Um, Bandit signs, while they are in some cases illegal, in most places actually, uh, they garner an incredible amount of people who will call you off of those signs. Um, other investors, there's, there's a lot of different ways to be able to find those, those leads and those deals, but uh, probably my favorite is the pre-foreclosure list. I lovingly refer to that as my grocery shopping list. Uh, it comes out every month. It is a list of people that are so far behind on their mortgage that they're about to get, lose their property to foreclosure. Uh, for me, I love that list because I love helping those people and usually if there's equity, there's an opportunity for them to make money and for me to make money as well. And um, I would, um, 
I also love the notice of substitute trustee list. What's, does anyone know what that is? Notice, notice of substitute trustee? So this is, everyone knows what the foreclosure list is or the pre-foreclosure list is, right? Yes, yes? Okay, notice of substitute trustee is actually the list I would say that comes out before the property is listed for that final sale, before the property is listed for auction. And the, uh, just give you some background on it and I'll go a little bit um, down a rabbit hole. When a homeowner buys a property and they get a new loan, in Texas they sign a promissory note and they also sign a deed of trust. In the deed of trust, it lists the attorney, the trustee, who's going to be foreclosing on them in the event that they stop making payments on that loan. Um, it's usually kind of a national trustee that's listed there, a national trustee that's listed there. But when it comes down to the actual foreclosure, they're not going to have a national trustee and national attorney's office be the one on the courthouse steps to, to, do, to handle the actual auction. So they're going to assign it to another trustee, another attorney, who is going to be then the one who's going to do the auction. That list typically comes out anywhere from two weeks to four weeks or even five weeks before the property gets listed for auction. So I kind of like to refer to it as the pre pre-foreclosure list, right? Because it's the list of people that are so far down in terms of uh, the number of missed payments that they're just about to be foreclosed on and that's a typical process as part of it. Yes, sir. Am I sending it to your email? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm over here taking notes and, um, uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm gonna uh, autograph it and I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> no, you can take, no, I'm not. He's like, awesome, oh, that's really cool. This is like, the, I get the talk and the cliff notes. No, you're welcome to uh, take pictures of the slides if you want. And um, we also uh, broadcast it on Facebook Live. We also uh, broadcast it on our YouTube channel as well as our podcast. Um, you can't see the slides obviously on the podcast, um, but you can check it out on our YouTube channel with text as you can uh, check them out anytime. So those are out there. Those are available for you guys. Uh, and in fact, I think you guys will like my next slide because this is something that if you are going to be working on the foreclosure list, you're going to want to know how to stop a foreclosure. So these are some of the most valuable leads that we have as real estate investors. And these are some of the ones that uh, make us the most amount of money. And these are some of the people who need the most amount of help. So we've identified about eight different ways to be able to stop a property from going to uh, foreclosure or being auctioned. Um, uh, so they they go from uh, things that are, are, are free or cheap, calling and begging, sending a cash offer, calling and threatening, sometimes that works too, asking for a partial uh, payment, starting a loan mod, starting a short sale. All of those are free options. The last two, those are the two that you're going to use when it's about a week or a few days before going to auction. You're going to have to do a TRO, temporary restraining order, or a bankruptcy. How many of you guys are familiar with the, the TRO, the temporary restraining order when it comes to real estate? All right, perfect. How many of you guys are uh, familiar with the term TRO or temporary restraining order when it comes to a bad boyfriend or girlfriend? Yeah, okay, everyone's like, oh, okay, I get it now, right? So what are you restraining? You're restraining a bad boyfriend or a bad girlfriend from threatening you, knocking on your door at 2 o'clock in the morning, making you feel overall uncomfortable, and it's basically an injunction that says, stay away from me. So in this case, who we're filing a temporary restraining order against is the lender who is doing what? calling, threatening, right? Doing all of those uh, same sorts of things. Well, in some cases, and in, in most cases, um, uh, uh, 
asterisk, um, a judge will allow a temporary restraining order against a lender who is about to foreclose. Now, it's not a strategy that you can use month after month after month after month, right? This, this, this strategy has an expiration date. Typically, you only get to use it one time, which is typically plenty of time for you to sort through any of the title issues that might be coming up uh, that might stop you or get in the way of you actually going to um, going to uh, uh, the actual closing. So it just gives you just enough, just like temporary restraining orders, they do expire over time. So does a temporary restraining order against a bank. Uh, the other option is a bankruptcy option. So that one is a guaranteed stop to a foreclosure, unless again, they've recently declared bankruptcy, unless they've declared, uh, they've gone from a chapter 13, then they can then go to a chapter seven. But if they've exercised both of those, then they can't really go back to that well uh, for a certain amount of time either. So uh, just know that those are other options as well. Uh, we like to use the bankruptcy option when we are dealing with a seller who has additional debt that needs to be extinguished in order to close on that property. So what's so so if probably one of the number one reasons why people declare bankruptcy is so they don't lose their house to foreclosure, what is maybe the other number one or the number two reason why people declare bankruptcy? I've heard it's medical bankruptcies, where, for example, they're in a car accident, they're in the ICU for two weeks, um, they walk out, they've got a bill for $2 million, and they have no way, and they make $50,000 a year. Right, so what are they gonna do with it? What, what am I gonna do with this, right? So medical bankruptcies sometimes happen in order to eliminate that, the, that debt. Um, for us as real estate investors, sometimes we'll find liens or judgments against the homeowner. Uh, and sometimes those liens or judgments can be extinguished with a properly timed bankruptcy. Uh, so that's a great way to be able to um, take advantage of some of the, um, uh, some of the uh, laws in the legal system to really just buy you more time and maybe also again, be able to extinguish debt. Uh, what you guys will find is that for the most part, the people who you're going to be working with who are on the pre-foreclosure list, they're not going to wave their hands and say, you know, help me, you know, come over here. Like I'm, I'm like, this is terrible. Like I need somebody to pull me up out of this. They are going to be buried in their hole, sometimes all the way up until the day before it goes to auction. So that's why I have that slide up there. Uh, we have strategies to help them days before, weeks before they go to auction, but we also have strategies to be able to help them and stop the impending foreclosure um, uh, literally as, as late as, and I don't recommend this for any of you guys, unless you want to give yourself a heart attack, but literally there are things that we can do to help them even as late as the day of foreclosure, right? So if we're doing a bankruptcy at the day of foreclosure, the bankruptcy just must be time-stamped, which it is time-stamped by the judge before the auction is time-stamped. So you can declare bankruptcy at 10.05 a.m. The property can go to foreclosure at 10.07 a.m., but because the bankruptcy was filed before the actual foreclosure filing, then the foreclosure actually gets rescinded. Do you guys follow that? Okay, I know we're kind of going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, rabbit hole here about uh, auctions and foreclosures. But the reason why I am is because to me, that's probably, this is, this is some of the most exciting investing that you can do. It's also some of the most profitable investing that, that, that we can do as real estate investors. And I think you guys are all here for, you may not be here for the excitement part, but you're probably all here for the profit part. Is that correct? 
Okay, a few of, okay, this is, okay, this is where I'm getting some head nods. Okay, good, good, good. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, so uh, Risha, um, uh, what brought you here? What are you here to learn? How can we, how can we help you as part of the RIA? Okay, okay, so a new entrepreneur have an e-commerce business. Does, uh, do you sell through a company that starts with the letter A? No, okay, that's probably a good thing. Uh, do you sell through a company that starts with the letter E? You do, okay. Uh, so then, then you know how sometimes um, those those alphabet folks uh, uh, can kind of constrain or gr help you grow your business or take a bunch of fees from your business, right? Uh, so, so we have different things in real estate that also charge fees like title companies, but they also ensure and protect our transaction as well. So, um, so are you looking to invest your earnings uh, from your other business into real estate? Or are you just looking for um, additional income uh, opportunities? Okay, all right. So, so additional income, uh, uh, so you want to do real estate investing part-time as you're getting started. Is that right? Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Good, good, good. So, uh, are you, do you consider yourself a left brainer who analyzes everything or do you consider yourself a right brainer who takes immediate action? Like let's roll. I'm going to roll out of here and I'm going to knock on some doors tonight. Okay. Who are my left brainers in the room? You know who you are loud and proud. Let's see it. Let my left brainers like, I need to do a calculation on this really quickly. Let me check my spreadsheet. I'll be right back. Who are my right brainers in the room? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk out and do some door knocking tonight. Okay. All right. Okay, good. So, so my right brainers are like, boom. My left brainers are like, what's the, is there more of the question? I know who you are. There's, it's, like, it's like you wear glasses. It's like we, you know, it's like, we're just like, you know, we might as well just like, that's our flag, you know? Um, but uh, so, so, so uh, for me, I am a natural left brainer. Um, uh, when I first started in real estate, and, and I'm curious, and I, and I know you, uh, and, and you're, you're here with your wife or your girlfriend, and your wife doesn't know. <laughs> He's like, you're going to make the ride home really freaking uncomfortable tonight. Wife or girlfriend? Wife, okay. Um, so so uh, can you tell me, like, does he have the most beautiful spreadsheets? He does, yeah. So, so I will tell you, I had the most beautiful spreadsheets when I first started investing in real estate. Um, I will, I will, I, I've, I've actually gone like on a on a hunt to go find like my original business plan with my binders and my three ring all, all this stuff going on in there and all the things that I thought I was going to do as a real estate investor. So, and I will tell you that all of that changes as you get on the ground and as you start going. So, as uncomfortable as it may sound for a left brainer. Um, I think once you get out there, you will have so much growth, uh, immediate growth, and you will see things very different than what your spreadsheets might be telling you right now. Uh, so, so, you know, what I see with my left brainers is my left brainers have the longest runway, which means it's, it's a really long time before they'll take action. So they want to learn and go to some classes and read some books and get, go some podcasts. And then, and then you're going to get through this for about six months. And I can tell you guys, and who in here has been studying for at least six months already? And your brain's probably pretty freaking scrambled. Is that right? So it's like you feel like, well, I'm no, I, I, I think I know more stuff, but it's just kind of, rant, you know, it's like I've got ingredients, but I have no formula, right? So and sometimes it's, it's the actual formula that actually is the thing that puts it together. And I will tell you for, you know, my left brainers getting out there, you will have 
um, you know, everything in your business plan, you might as well light it on fire, right? It, it will change dramatically. And the truth is, you'll need to meet each individual person, each individual owner, where they are at, as opposed to you saying, well, my spreadsheet says that I'm looking for this particular thing, and because you do not fit in that thing, then I must move on to go and find my thing. So I would challenge all, all of you, both right-brainers and left-brainers, to um, kind of greenfield every single every single opportunity and the way that i think of it or the, the the thing that i say about it is is buddha mind right show up with just a beginner mind show up um here you are as opposed to here i am right there's a difference right so when you're showing up and you're saying you know hey here you are like let, let, let's talk about what's going on and what can i do to help it's you're going to show up different you're probably going to be able to create a relationship faster than you would if you are just like you know and and i am i am i am totally guilty of it like i am i am literally like you know just the facts ma'am that's how i started uh, i will say that that held me back for probably many years until i kind of woke up to you know uh this this other side of it and I will tell you that the market will change. And, you know, for me, I got started in a down market. And a lot of the projections that I had about what I was going to be doing changed because of that. And as the market shifted and the market went into an up market, um, same, same thing. Everything in my business plan had to shift. Uh, otherwise, I would have been bounding my head against a wall to a market that was... Um, uh, uh, tone deaf to all of my plans. But the truth was that I was tone deaf to the market, right? So, so your best laid plans, as you first start to talk to somebody, you'll see how quickly they'll unravel. And, and I know um, that's gonna, that sounds very strange for, for um, someone who you know, is, is self-programmed left-brainer, uh, but, but that's what I will tell you after t doing this for 20 years, what it, what it really and truly looks like. Uh, you really have to show up differently to be able to get to where I think you, I think where you're ultimately wanting to go. Um, but I will tell you that my, my, my right, my left brainers, they have the longest runway before they get started. Uh, so, but when they take off, my left brainers, they take off like a rocket ship. My right brainers, they take off like a plane you don't want to be on, which is like boom, 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 and it's it's actually quite it's actually quite scary. Uh, but it, you usually find that both of them kind of get going at the same time. So, kind of uh, some interesting things about uh, kind of how you approach life in general and how you approach uh, investing. So, um, my husband, uh, when he and I first met, he had a, 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 a cute little nickname for me, and that nickname was Spreadsheet Girl, okay? That just gives you an idea of how left brain, like the left brain is, okay? Uh, so, so we had the best, you know, spreadsheets, the best business plans, but once we decided to greet each opportunity and meet each opportunity where it was, that's when our business really started to grow. And um, we came up with this philosophy that is essentially that um, we wanted to make money every single time the phone rang. How many of you guys would like to make money every time the phone rings? One, two, okay, okay, that's okay, good, now we're talking. So we'll teach you tonight some of the different ways that we've been able to do that over the years. Uh, and the whole objective behind that is uh, I don't want to go back to work for anybody else. And if I don't come and show up with that philosophy of making money every time the phone rings, adapting to the changes in the market, then I'm going to have to update my resume. And right now my resume is in some version of DOS. 
that some of you guys have, are so young, you've never even, don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but some of you guys like get the idea, like I don't want to go back to update that thing because I love what I do in real estate. I love what I do in investing. And um, yeah, so excited to be here with you guys tonight. Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at texasstarterkit.com.